Hello everybody, I'm Ed Hula. Thanks for joining us in this latest edition of Around the Rings Radio, coming to you from the convention floor at the Sport Accord Convention 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. With us for this edition is Densign White, the Chief Executive Officer of the International Mixed Martial Arts Federation. And we're very glad to have you with us today to talk about your federation, your goals, your objectives. Thank you for taking the time to be with us, Dead Edward, Simon. thank you for the invitation. I really appreciate it. What are you What are you hoping to accomplish by being here at Sport Accord? Tell us a little bit about, about the association and, and your goals, your objectives. Well, International Mixed Martial Arts Federation uh, was formed in 2012, so now it's five years old. And uh, it's supported by the UFC. They've been the sponsors from the beginning. And our objective is to develop amateur MMA, not professional. We solely deal with amateur athletes. And we're trying to develop that side of the sport. And ultimately, we're trying to get uh, the reason why we're here is because we're trying to get recognition from WADA in the first instance and also Sport Accord uh, membership as well, which has proven to be quite challenging. And the challenges are involving perhaps rivalry, uh, whether your sport complies with all the rules and regulations, numbers of countries, followers, that sort of thing? Yeah, um, exactly. I mean, there's an application process. We uh, applied for WADA uh, signatory status last June. Unfortunately, we were not successful with that because there are two phases to that. First of all, there's the compliance side of the application, which we were, you know, we got through. The second phase is then when they send it to the umbrella organizations at Sport Accord for their approval. And at that stage, um, it was rejected by the, the umbrella organizations within Sport Accord based on rivalry issues. Um, simultaneously, we also applied to Sport Accord um, and uh, one of the conditions or prerequisite uh, requirements is that you need to have 40 members that are recognized, which was a rule change from last year. Last year you just had to have 40 members across three continents. Now they added that you must have 40 countries that are also recognized by government or national limit committees, which is quite difficult uh, because what we found is that when our, our national federations go to their government or they go to their own national limit committees, the first thing they're told is we cannot recognize you because your international federation is not recognized by sport accord. So it's kind of a chicken and egg situation here. Have you been given any encouragement that if you keep at it, if you follow more closely what the requirements are, you'll get there one day? whether for WADA, whether for Sport Accord? Um, I'm not really feeling that there's that much encouragement uh, coming from WADA or from Sport Accord, um, to, to, to be honest. It feels as if it's kind of a closed shop. Um, and uh, I mean, even today, for example, they had a combat meeting, but we were not allowed to attend the combat meeting. I mean, that's one of the main reasons why we're here, right? To meet the other people from the combat sports mm -hmm. and to 
you know, be on friendly terms with them, collaborate with them, maybe have some kind of understanding to show them that we're no threat, that we'd like to work with them. And we're not even allowed in the combat meeting. We were told at the last minute, this is a meeting only for combat sports that are members of Sport Accord. Now, I've been told that there is something called an observer status that they're going to perhaps include as part of the Sport Accord membership, where a federation such as yours can come aboard in a limited way and learn and grow from that. Have you been informed of that? Are you aware? Of I'm aware of it. Uh, I wasn't informed. I, I just informed myself. I read about it. Uh, so I know that I know it's going to be voted on in the Congress tomorrow, where they're going to introduce this observ observation membership level, which is not full membership. But uh, I think you're allowed to be an observation member if you're accepted for one year, and then which can be renewed for a further year. So you could get two years out of that situation, and then you either have to have made it as a full member, or you're out in the cold again. Talk about the difference between amateur and professional mixed martial arts. How, how would the two disciplines differ from each other? Uh, well, we've made a big effort to try and distinguish ourselves from the professional uh, game. Uh, the rules are quite different. Uh, we still compete within the ring, which is a safety ring. Um, we, our athletes are wearing rash guards. And what you've got there is national teams versus national teams, um, which is quite interesting. So for example, we had our European Open Championships last week in Bulgaria. We had 28 countries participating from around the world, um, men and women. Um, we fight three, three minute rounds. We don't allow elbows, we don't allow knees to the head. Uh, we wear protective equipment. The, Everybody's wearing shin guards. The gloves are designed differently. They're heavier. They're a seven-ounce glove as opposed to a four-ounce professional glove. The result of that is uh, that you see less knockouts and you see less cuts happening. Uh, so we've, we think we have a, a safer uh, sport for those people that are still learning their craft. And we're bringing them through that performance pathway until they're ready to go to the professional level. Now you are an Olympian. You've been to three Olympic Games beginning, I believe, with Seoul in 1988. No, actually 84, 84 in Los Angeles. Los, Los yeah. Angeles, followed by Seoul and then Barcelona. Correct. In judo? In judo, yeah. How, why is mixed martial arts gaining such popularity? Because 20, 25 years ago when you were competing as an Olympian, was mixed martial arts at all on the horizon? Was it around to be? I don't think it was back in the 80s. I mean, maybe in a small way. I think it really came into my consciousness around the 90s, you know, the early 90s when I first heard about UFC. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, back then it didn't have a great reputation. Um, but obviously in the subsequent 20 plus years, things have changed a lot. Some say in it's more popular than boxing, more popular than judo or some other of the combat sports. We're told, our, we're told, all the evidence seems to show that MMA is the fastest growing sport on the planet. And why is that? What is the appeal to the 
the popularity of that? I think the uh, the sport has been very well promoted, especially by the UFC, and marketed. Uh, it grew up outside of the mainstream. It was kind of like an underground thing that grew on the you know on the digital platforms, and of course you had the explosion of the digital platforms with you know Facebook and so on. And I think really MMA is the real is the first sport that really engaged with that level of communication which is where all the young people are young people are not watching tv anymore everybody's online and mma was the first sport because we couldn't get into the mainstream went online where the young people were and those people are hooked now they're not going anywhere and it's just growing and growing, and growing. when mma put when ufc put a show on it's going out to one billion homes what other sport is going out to a billion homes? It's crazy. As, as an Olympian, yeah. do you feel that there is a place in the Olympic Games for MMA? I do. I think we've got the format uh, for an Olympic <laughs> event. Uh, our athletes fight over five days. Um, you know, we've got uh, 13 weight categories men and women, nine categories for men, four, women, four for women. Hopefully the women's side is going to grow and develop as time goes on. Um, I think we've made the sport very, very safe. I would argue that MMA is a safer sport than some of the other combat sports that are already recognized. I mean, I don't think I know for a fact that none of the other combat sports have the medical uh, protection that we have in place for our athletes. Every time one of our athletes is stopped, he goes immediately to a neuro neurological unit in a hospital and he has a CAT scan, immediately. And we do that at every event. Every one of our athletes has to provide his HIV test, his hepatitis A and B test, and he has to have an annual medical, he has a pre-fight medical, he has a post-fight medical. They have further medical checks each day that they weigh in. They have a further medical check. We have paramedics, we have doctors on standby, ambulances. I think that the, the medical cover that we provide for our athletes is not matched by any other combat sport in the world. The, the combat sports, there are many of them. So many different shades of, of, of boxing, there's karate, there's judo, jiu-jitsu maybe more combat sports than any particular category. You know, how do you rise above that? How do you make yourself distinctive from everybody else? Why, why MMA? I think you need to make it... Um, every sport has to try and reinvent itself ever so often. And I've seen that even with my own sport of judo. The judo that was done 10, 15 years ago is nothing compared to what's going on now. So every sport has to reinvent itself. That's why wrestling, you know, lost their place temporarily from the Olympic program because people thought it was boring. It wasn't evolving. Now you look at wrestling now, it's fantastic. They're doing what MMA are doing. Now they're online. I, I go on my Facebook and my Twitter account. I can see all the judo stuff, all the wrestling stuff. They're catching on to what we did. MMA is leading the way in terms of marketing and making the sport look sexy, and making it look interesting. Very good. Densign White, 
who is the Chief Executive Officer of International Mixed Martial Arts Federation. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much, Edward. I appreciate it. This is Ed Hula, Around the Rings Editor at Sport Accord Convention 2017 in Aarhus, Denmark. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.